Hello and welcome back to the Fire on the Floor of Fint podcast. My name is Jay Ashdown alongside Mark Ashdown again. Hello. We've, we have taken, I think, a four-episode hiatus. This is true. Uh, mainly so we can give you guys more content rather than just a 20-minute episode. So we're going to recap the last four episodes of Survivor, uh, make sure everybody's caught up, and then maybe do a little bit of a preview because we only have two episodes left. We've got the two-hour special and then the three-hour finale, which will probably be over Zoom, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's sad, but that's the way of the world right now. So we'll, we'll, we'll take it on Zoom. And it's like, are they Venmoing the check? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, I would love to see that. <laughs> that would be great. Venmo, Cash App, and any way they want to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, we'll start with uh, episode nine. So episode nine starts with the Chinese food reward challenge. And the blue team won that challenge. But Sarah decided to give up her reward to Nick because it was his birthday. Which is always a fatal mistake, they say, when you give something away. Right. Because uh, sometimes people perceive that as a uh, jury kind of move. And, and Tony had to go to Sarah and tell her, Hey, don't get caught up in the moment, or as he says, moment. Don't get, don't get caught up in the moment. Uh, you can put a target on your back. So Wendell was the last person voted out, but Adam got three votes. So he, he felt the pressure was on in this episode. Absolutely. And Adam told Denise that he thought the Florida lease on Jeff's podium was an idol. <laughs> Because he recognized it from her idol earlier that season. So, the immunity challenge in this episode was the perch challenge on the water, where you have to maintain your balance. You keep going higher up, and eventually people were just standing at the direct top. Yep. And the two people at the end were Ben and Kim. And Ben struggled for a bit, kind of saved himself a couple times, then ultimately toppled over. So Kim won uh, the immunity challenge and became uh, all-time leader in, for women in uh, immunity wins. And can you believe that? That was kind of something that was quiet. It was like until they said that, I did not realize that that uh, was something that she took the lead on. It was like she's she's always been a quiet player, right? And you know, even when going back and watching her season and stuff like that, I had to rewatch it because I just didn't remember her. So then she just goes out and wins challenges. So she she was a great winner for sure. I think she's one of my favorites. But she's a her good winner in a bad season. Yeah, bad season. Not a great cast. And you had Colton quitting and a bunch of just mean kind of people, and it felt like nobody was really playing the game. But it also that concept was terrible. One World was was a terrible concept. That's why I think it's retired. I don't <laughs> think we'll ever see it again. <laughs> yeah, we are never going to see that happen again. But she was a great winner from that. And she's also been great in the fact that she's really been the only player who's kind of seen through Tony. It's amazing that she is the only person. I, I know Sarah sees through Tony. But, you know, he's always that shield. you got to have yeah. a shield. And, that, and, and that's... Uh, Sarah Shield is Tony. And, yeah. Um, but yes, you're correct. Kim, Kim's not buying what Tony is selling, although everybody else seems to be mesmerized by Tony and think that none of these people played the game before. Right. It's incredible because it's winners at war. But Nick says, uh, in this episode, actually, at Tribal, if this is winners at war, this is the saddest war I've ever seen. And up until that point, he was kind of right. Correct. So... 
now we go to to the edge where Parvati and Danny find a 50-50 coin that was actually used in the first Edge of Extinction season. Uh, It was Aubrey who found it, and they sold it to Michelle for four fire tokens. That was steep. It was a very steep price, but they knew she had the tokens, and she was willing to buy it because, really, Michelle doesn't... I mean, the fire tokens have been a bust. They've been a bust only because we're going into like the last couple episodes, and as far as not Edge of Extinction, but the main game, we don't know what they're going to be used for. Like, yeah. what advantages towards the end do they get? You know, okay, give me all your fire tokens for this, or give me all your fire tokens for that. We don't know what that is yet. Exactly. It, it feels like there's been more fire tokens given to players on the edge. They've been competing in, in challenges to, to get the fire tokens, they've found things to sell. Every once in a while to get fire tokens. doesn't feel like a lot of people in the actual game are getting the opportunity to use the fire tokens. They're, they're not. And we'll talk about this later on, about somebody returning from the edge. Yeah, And, and that's having important. using those fire tokens and still being in the game even though they're on the edge. So the discussion becomes, is it Nick? Is it Adam? Is it Sarah that we vote out tonight? Adam tried to flip people to go against Sarah, but Tyson and Kim wanted to flip it back on, on Adam. Uh, Tyson's rationale was, hey, I mean, if, if he can try and convince people that it should be Sarah and people are listening to it, that's somebody we got to get out of the game. Absolutely. Because Adam, Adam's game has never been physical at all. It, it's mainly just been social. And, and sometimes he can come off a little annoying and he, he finds himself more often than not on, on, the, on the bottom. But he does have this way of just surviving votes and finding ways to flip it on somebody at the most important time. Mm-hmm. So he becomes a threat in that aspect. Um, ben finally had his first good moment of the season <laughs> at this point. Took forever. But he, in, in Boston Rob-like fashion, asked Adam directly... Who said me and Sarah were too close? Was it you? And Adam's just stumbling over his words. He's not giving him anything as far as an answer is concerned. And he, he basically just showed him in, in one minute. Yeah, I said that, but I'm not going to tell you that I said it. Because uh, I don't have my backstory ready for when you ask me that question. Again, winners at war. Why do you not have your backstory ready? It's <laughs> a great question. So people get up and talk at Tribal Council, which has been happening a lot this year, and we'll get into that later. Uh, Adam is getting very paranoid. He even asks Sophie, am I okay? She tells him, you'll be fine. But really, I think it kind of showed right towards the end. Nick said that he was starting to feel comfortable to Jeff, and that's when I think Adam realized... Well, that Florida lease up on his podium better be an idol. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, he, he hilariously gets up to try and grab it, and he can't move it. And, and he's up there for about a minute. <laughs> it seemed longer. That scene went on. And it's, it's like, on. I know that we've seen a lot of memes after it, and I think they even brought in um, Sandra into the, how long it took <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to go back on there. But it was like the editing on that was brilliant because it seemed like forever yeah, it before seemed... that played out that it was nothing. <laughs> he was up there like jiggling it for like a whole minute before he was like, huh, nothing? <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> so Adam uh, becomes the 11th person voted out of winners at war 
and he gave his one fire token to Denise, who he was aligned with for most of the game. Uh, That's true. They were aligned since the beginning of the season. So we move on to episode 10, where we have the longest family visit in the history of Survivor. Probably gave us some of the best moments we've had. This season has had some really good, feel-good moments, 40 seasons. I think it was time. This was the best family visit, hands down, ever. Yes, for sure. I mean, we had a lot of really great moments in it. Um, I, I know you've got your opinions, but, I mean, you see Adam, they did it on the edge of extinction, too. So you see Adam's there with his brother. Obviously, the loss of his mom has affected him greatly in his life. Uh, but most importantly, for the players in the game, they get their kids. That's right. It's the first time they've ever done it where you get to see your kids, and there was no challenge. Everybody in the game who is still left, Sandra left, got to see their family, which, which, which I enjoyed. I, I think that the, just for this one season, just for this one season, I think that's nice. I think, yes. I think the argument could be made about them being returning players and giving them something a little extra and motivation because they're trying to get the gameplay as high as they can. I think that that was motivation, even for the edge uh, players to have their their family there. You know, and a nice yeah. moment with Natalie and her baby just unbelievable yeah that's it's incredibly important because you you want the best you want everybody to stay on the edge to have a shot at coming back in and being able to see your family i don't know how long it was i'm sure it was longer than you know an hour probably uh that gives them the motivational edge that they're going to need to stay on the edge uh so the winner of the immunity challenge gets two fire tokens and it's the wonderful rope and table challenge, which I like a lot. You got to spell out immunity one block at a time, but you got to make sure you're giving yourself enough slack and, and you're not tipping over too, too much. And to the, the shock of everybody, in a challenge that's based entirely around patience, who wins? Tony. Tony. Tony won. <laughs> and that was his first ever immunity challenge win. Ever. 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 Never never won a single one on Kagayan, and uh, he, he wasn't around very long in Game Changers. <laughs> so that that was a milestone for him. And with him being safe, it's amazing how well you play when you're safe, when, you, when you've got that necklace around you. Yes. He decides he wants to blindside Jeremy, who is aligned with Kim, Tyson, Denise, and Michelle, because he wants the numbers on his side. And feeling like he's on the outs at Tribal, Jeremy uses his safety without power. And he bolts. I am thankful, thankful, thankful that Jeremy did that. It, it was, it was a, um, I don't know how to describe this, but it was like, it was a move that he had to make, but it was a move that probably ended his game, or it was the start of the end of his yeah. game. There was no other way around it. Um, he needed to go, because he would have been gone. It felt like to me, like, Jeremy playing that, he's playing on borrowed time. <laughs> Very much he was never going to get to the end. Probably not, but unless he's going to win challenge after challenge. Right, which, right. You know, it's like he definitely can win challenges, but that was the only way that I saw him getting to the end, and he is my guy. He always will be my <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I love so, Jeremy. Jeremy is the best. and but you know, So that was a good move that he had to make, but he also knew that that had consequences with that move. And... I think this is a very telling moment in this season that's gonna ha- that had an impact in the next episode. Sophie 
draws battle lines and gathers her alliance of Sarah, Tony, Nick, and Ben to make a decision. She literally just got up and said, hey, why don't the five of us just make a decision? Sarah decides she's going to use her steal of vote, uses it on Denise, basically kind of putting a, a, a fake target on Denise. And she did that knowing that Kim had the idol. So Kim decides to put the idol on Denise. The real target, however, was Tyson. It was Tyson. Unfortunately. Who's been an awesome player this season because he, he, he's been hilarious. And he's provided us with that great content. Hasn't really gotten the chance to play, though, because he's been voted out twice and got voted out relatively early. Because he's a threat. But, yes, he's been very, very enjoyable this season. And, you know, he's somebody that you want more content from. But, unfortunately, yeah. we're not going to get much more. Right. But he, he's he's had the funny moments on the edge, even within the game. Uh, but, unfortunately for him, he gets voted out. And we move to episode 11. So, everybody comes back from Tribal Council. And nobody really wants to talk to Jeremy. Uh, they're all upset. They're all very upset. And the reason is, I think that moment right there proved he needed to play it. He would have been gone. He would have been he, gone. Was, Absolutely. I think it was pretty much unspoken, but he would have been gone. Yeah. And so that was why there was a lot of scrambling in that last episode on uh, who to go. And Tyson was just collateral damage, that was all. Right. So, Tony decides... He's been playing very calm. He, he listened to his wife. He needs to play calmer. He can't be crazy, Tony. But he's had enough of being calm. He needs to take, he needs to take this game and put it into his own hands. So he, he goes crazy looking for an idol. And Nick shows up to try and help him. And I love what Tony does here. He tells him to go to the well where he already looked. <laughs> he said, I haven't, I haven't looked at the well yet. Why don't you go by the well and see if you can find it? <laughs> And then, shortly after that, he finds the idol. So, Tony tries at this point, now that he knows that he has one form of being safe in the idol, he's going to try and play both sides. So he's already aligned with Sarah, Ben, and Nick, but he wants to give the appearance that he is with Jeremy, Kim, Michelle, and Denise. Which I think is a smart gameplay for Tony. That, that That's how he plays. Absolutely. And, you know... Chaos Tony's not his nickname, but I, there's never been a player who's thrived in Chaos better than Tony as far as success in the game. I know uh, Chaos kind of belongs to Cass, but... Always. Will always be Chaos Cass. But she's, uh, I wouldn't say really in the same league as Tony, but there's not many players who are. No, they're not. Which is not a fault of Cass. It's just, I, I, think it, I think there's a very good chance that Tony could win this season, and if he does... He's got a very, very good case for being the greatest survivor ever. Correct. Will he be the king? He'll be the king, and uh, Sandra will be the queen. Remember, on Game Changers, uh, Sandra voted Tony off. That's right. Which is and and as as she voted him off, she looked at, she looked at him and says, "Remember, the queen stays queen," mm-hmm. <laughs> which was fantastic. So we go to the edge for uh, on episode 11, where Natalie and Parvati find the extortion advantage, which is absolutely hysterical. N- By the way, Natalie getting involved yet again on the edge. 
She's involved all the time. She's she's fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely. She was the first person voted off, and I'd say she's maybe like the fourth most influential player in the game, which is kind of incredible mm-hmm. when you think about it. So the extortion advantage is you can extort a player for fire tokens. They had to give it to you by a certain time, and if they don't meet the demands... You don't get to vote. And you also don't get to... Uh, play in the immunity challenge challenge, yes you don't play in the immunity challenge and then you don't have your vote that evening and it was an extortion oh my gosh six fire tokens six fire we thought four was bad before (laughs) yeah and of course we'll go into this with tony not having six tokens yes he only has three he has half of the required fire tokens so he's got a scramble which he does but like we said Nobody does better scrambling in Survivor history than Tony does. Tony does. So he has to find a way to get a fire token from Nick, a fire token from Ben, and a fire token from Jeremy. Uh, He originally talked to Michelle. She actually had a a great idea. She doesn't have any fire tokens because she spent it on the 50-50 coin. But she didn't want to let him know that. She didn't want to let him know that. So she told him... No, like, if I get sent to the edge, I spent four fire tokens on an advantage to try and get back in the game. Which was very smart, because Tony smart. didn't question it for a second. Not a minute. So, that was very smart on her part. But she says, go to Jeremy. Jeremy might be able to help you. He's got fire tokens. So, gets one from all three of those players. Now he's got six. He can compete, and he can vote. And how important is that? Because we go to the immunity challenge. It's a balancing act. You've got the long pole. And you got to keep the uh, little structure thing up. The statue. The statue. Could say it was a little idle. Yeah. It kind of looks like a little idle. Right. Uh, and you're standing in a very narrow beam. So, so it's hard to maintain your balance while still trying to keep it up. And it seemed like it was a relatively short challenge, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of people dropping early. They start to move back and back. And it ended suddenly. That was a quick immunity. It was a very quick immunity, and it just ended out of nowhere mm-hmm. when when Jeremy dropped. So how important was uh, Tony being able to compete in that challenge? He won it. He won it. <laughs> and he stays in the game. He stays in the game. He wins it. And most importantly, he can vote. And we will get to why that is incredibly important. Because when they get back from the challenge... Jeremy feels like it could be him. And, it, and it's been noted for a while that Tony's Tony and Ben have been thinking about, let's get rid of Jeremy. Let's get rid of Jeremy. But Kim and Denise do not have any numbers. So they feel it's, it's in their best interest to join forces with the majority tribe, or majority alliance, and vote for them just this one time to stay in the game. Anything to stay in the game. And their plan is... Let's vote. Let, let's let's throw votes on Jeremy, the majority of them, but also throw votes on Michelle in case Jeremy has an idol. Tony uses this to his advantage. Shades of Suri. Yes, shades of Suri. Because at the last minute, he pulls in Nick, Michelle, and Jeremy. That's four votes to vote for Sophie. Why does he do that? You tell me. It's just like he's he needs to get closer to Sarah. 
Because right at that point in time, Tony's number one ally was Sarah. But Sarah's number one ally was Sophie. Sophie, you're correct. Absolutely. I didn't even think about it that way. So, three votes go to Jeremy. Two votes go to Michelle. And then four straight votes at the end stun everybody. Including Sophie, who has... Especially Sophie, who had an idol in her pocket. Oh, that's the worst to go home with an idol in your pocket. It is the absolute worst. Or she two idols in your pocket, James. Oh, he had to remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I love James. Uh, so Sophie goes to the edge after being completely blindsided. Kind of heartbreaking because you could see it in, in her face. Like a lot of people, obviously when you get voted out, you're upset. But you could really see like she was completely devastated. She was devastated. And I think you and I have said this over and over again. Boy, did she impress just yeah, absolutely. such a great player. And I don't remember her season. I don't. And she just really impressed me with her gameplay. And her alliance between her and Sarah was strong. It was, it was. It was very strong. She has done a very good job in her two seasons of playing Survivor at creating long-lasting alliances. She did that her first season when she won with Coach, went to the end with him and Albert. Albert sucked, but, you know, he, he, was, a, he was a good goat to bring to the end. Right. Uh she ended up winning 6-3, to three, I believe, over Coach. And then in this game, very early on, she develops that relationship with Sarah. And if it's not for Tony, she's probably getting... Probably gets to the end with her. Very, with very how possibly. much control she had. Ab- both of those girls. Yes, absolutely. So, Tony makes the biggest move of the season. I think that's bigger than the Sandra uh, blindside. Mainly because the Sandra blindside just kind of felt like... a. It was a very, very cool and savage moment. But how much effect did that really have on gameplay? It, it didn't. I mean, because I think that she would have went anyhow. And, you know, we can talk about this later, but that was like Denise's signature calling card, and there's been nothing there since. Nothing of substance since. She's just very much been floating through since. Right. Very much so. So, we move on to episode 12. Ooh, who's mad? Oh, oh my gosh. Who is mad? <laughs> we, we saw an explosion, I think. They, they come back to camp. Ben's still refusing to talk to Jeremy because uh, Ben... I, I truly don't understand that. I'll, we'll follow that under things in season 40 that I did not get. Ben... Ben is not very good socially. Not at all. I not mean, at all. And, and actually, he has impressed me this season uh, in challenges. I... I remember his season, but it's like I don't remember him being like a challenge beast, and I think that he's been up there almost every time. He just yeah. is not somebody that drops out early. But um, that whole thing is, I'm, I'm not talking to you. It's like, that is so wrong for gameplay on it's a so terrible many levels. Gameplay. Because people see it, and at the very end, you get jury people to convince, and it's like, it's just, it's one person, but it could be very much more. Yeah. People see right through that, because there's other people on the island that are eventually going to be a part of that that know how you play. Correct. Why am I going to want to vote for you when you've done absolutely nothing social in a social game? So, whatever. That That's his that's his prerogative, I guess. Uh, Sarah's, however, was to try and stay calm. You know what she and says? She, I'm going to stay calm. I'm going to stay and calm. And she, she does not stay calm. She, she did not do a very good job of it. She, <laughs> she did not do like, a very good job. What did she say to him? She, you blew up my game. You yeah, blew my game. You, you blew like, my game up. I like, am done. I am done. 
And then she, I think she has a moment of clarity very quickly, or maybe it was later on, but they, they edited it very well. It was like, mm. it's like, I'm mad at him, but I really can't be mad at him for him to know that I'm mad at him. So, yeah. you know. So she goes off on Tony in hilarious fashion. Incredibly funny. But Tony achieved exactly what he wanted to. He knew it was a risky move getting Sophie out of the game. It's a big move, but he accomplished what he wanted to. He was able to do it while still keeping Sarah on his side. Right. So now she's his number one and he's her number one, which is exactly what he wanted to. That's exactly what he wanted. And then Mr. Tony Blackos. He's building a spy nest. He, he is evolving every single time he plays. You know, the first time he played, he had the uh, the spy shack, spy shack. And then he had the spy bunker and game changers where he basically just threw leaves on himself and covered himself up. That didn't work. That didn't work very well. But now he is in the trees. And the way that they showed the tree, you couldn't even see him. He did a pretty good job. He was up there, and I was like, and it's, it's funny because Sarah knew he was there. Yeah, and it was like, but it's like, can you see me? It's like, we no, couldn't see you. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody could see him. So obviously, his his job working on that tree. I don't know what he's done to try and. I don't know if he, he did nothing, but just found that that would be a good spot to hide. But if he did do any work on it, it's absolutely brilliant. Right. So. The interesting thing, though, is he didn't catch any conversations. So I almost wonder if that's just a little bit of foreshadowing. For down the road? For down the road. Because I don't think that they, like as funny as it is, I'm not sure that they're just going to show him hiding in a tree if it doesn't have any substance to it. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to revisit that. So they make up and Sarah tells Tony, hey, everybody knows Sophie had an idol when she basically announced that she had an idol in her pocket when she got voted out. And that goes back into play. We need to find it. So everybody follows that lead. Everybody goes searching frantically for the idol. And Ben actually finds the idol in a tree right in front of Tony and tries to hide it. <laughs> and I thought he did a pretty good job with it, all things considered, but Tony's too smart for that. Absolutely. And says, he's, he's, he basically just starts making fun of him. Why are you trying to hide that from me? So that's important. Tony knowing that Ben has an idol is really detrimental to Ben's game. It is. And I am going to make a prediction that Ben goes home with that idol in his pocket. Oh, I believe so. Absolutely. I think I, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction at the end of this on what's going to happen in the next episode. So the immunity challenge comes. And the players have to raise one arm up to balance a bucket. And at the 15-minute mark, Jeff's going to tempt the players with peanut butter and cookies. Talk about that challenge for one quick second, though, because it was the hardest version of that challenge ever. Yeah, it was the hardest, because the first time they did it on Season 3 of Survivor, it lasted six hours. And they modified it later for Fans vs. Favorites. Only took one hour. This one seemed like it lasted maybe 10 minutes. And they, even though even though it lasted 15 minutes, we know for sure, because that's when he gave them. But it, it seemed like that was absurdly cool. There was two elements, though, that weren't in there from the beginning. There was that small bench that they were on, that yeah. they were standing on, and then they were not allowed to brace themselves with the other arm. Yeah, which you're not made, allowed to touch your arm, you're not allowed to touch the uh, structure. Structure. So both of those things really... 
they were gonna like okay we're gonna fast track this yeah this is not lasting six hours yeah i think production after that first time was like we can never do that challenge again we're not gonna sit around for six hours and wait for someone to drop so uh at this this one was a very very odd challenge because it has a lot of things that happen to it first of all the last man and the last woman win immunity kind of late to be doing that don't you think well that was my argument because i felt like a week or two ago they should have did that and they they didn't i felt like when you have a big merge and you've got a a large group of people and you have a a fair number of women and men that's the time that you do that Mm -hmm. and really you know to have a female and a male both you know a couple episodes (laughs) in to be able to have that immunity i like this adding on there just felt off it felt really off and to me it it's interesting because we had it earlier as well. I think right immediately it was it was Jeremy and Denise with the poll challenge. Right. Right after the merge. Feels like that's something they should do when you got thirteen players and twelve players. If exactly. you're gonna do it twice. Right. They're doing it with eight. They did it they did it with eight. And then the other the other problems I had with it was I think was it Ben that was making a comment about, you know, he could go for, like, peanut butter and cookies or whatever? <laughs> and then they brought peanut butter as and cookies As soon as he out. stepped off, I mean, he was he was out. And then, and then yeah. all of a sudden it comes out. It just felt like it was so late that when they brought... I know that that wasn't a long challenge, and they knew it wasn't going to be a long challenge. But yet, we decided to still put that out there. So, we've got people stepping off left and right. Yeah, so Nick steps down because he he, he didn't feel that he could go much longer. So, he asked Tony... If I step down for you, you you get immunity. Would you give me a fire token? He says, "Yeah, step down." Yes. <laughs> so Nick steps down for the peanut butter cookies and a token, which is all things considered. I mean, Nick Nick's in a safe spot right now. So to get peanut butter cookies and a fire token, I don't think that's a bad deal for him. Not at all. The problem comes, and it, and it's not so much Michelle stepping down for it, Kim. Kim. You are you are the only player in this game who is going after Tony right now, because and here's the thing: Kim is incredibly smart. She just has never had the numbers on her side to ever be able to do anything in this game. So I feel like in that sense we've kind of been robbed of Kim's game, and it's not so much on Kim. She's just been in some really really bad positions in this game. She has, and and she made the decision to step off, and she I don't think that she she wasn't shaking too much at that point and it was just her and denise left her and, and denise i think she can beat denise i think she would have and, and i mean she she, she is the all-time leader in uh immunity so, so yeah i get it you know the peanut butter and the cookies i'm sure it's tempting we don't know how how awful it is to be on survivor for that long and have that be thrown in your face but when you know that it could very well that this plan of getting tony out could backfire you can't give it up. You can't give immunity up. And it would have been interesting to see if she would have had the immunity necklace, what would have happened? Would yeah. people have rallied around that because she was safe? Because she wouldn't have been the vote, obviously, at that point. My prediction at that point is if, if Kim gets immunity and Tony gets immunity, they're playing as Sarah. They probably were. Because, I mean, they could have went back after Jeremy as well, but mm-hmm. it was like that was kind of an easy vote. As, Jeremy has been a very easy vote. And I feel like that's kind of why he's going to get a little bit further in this game. But he's not going to make it to the end. But that's why he's survived these last couple of votes is because he's almost so easy 
that you just don't want to take that shot yet when you could get somebody else out. Correct. Uh, so they get back. Denise wins immunity. And Tony wants to vote Kim off because he realizes that Kim is the only player realizing his game. And that's not good for Tony. Because if she lasts one more tribal and he doesn't have the immunity necklace around him, sure, he's got the idol, but he, he wants to save that. She, she could make a plan that, that can just completely destroy his game. So he can, Tony can convince Sarah, Nick, and Jeremy to vote for Kim. The problem is, is that's four votes right there out of eight. He needs, he needs Ben. Mm-hmm. What's the problem with Ben? Ben wants Jeremy gone. So this is where um, Tony makes another incredible move. Because Ben's refusing to vote for Kim because he wants Jeremy badly out of the game. While all this is going on, Jeremy obviously doesn't feel safe because he hasn't had a reason to feel safe the last couple episodes. Michelle... Michelle and Jeremy really like each other. They have. And they've been they've been kind of together in the same camp since the beginning. Where they haven't almost been like directly involved like the way that you'd expect Natalie and Jeremy. Right. But they've been pretty close. So Michelle decides, you know what? I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to appear like I'm flipping. I'm going to vote for you tonight. But I'm giving you my 50-50 coin. So if if, if that thing ends up that you're not safe... We were out of the game, and I haven't ruined anything. But if it comes up safe, you're still around. And I want you around in this game. But I can't derail my game by trying to keep you in it. Right. And and, and irritating anybody. Because she's already on the bottom as is. She is. So we go to Tribal. Jeremy's got that. Tony's got his idol on him just in case. And we have more... People getting up and talking in the middle of it. I think Jeff maybe asked like what, like three questions? It felt like two or three, two or three. So I feel bad for Jeff because he's he's not he doesn't even really get to do what he does well, best. We'll do a, let's do a timeout real quick. Jeff is the host. Jeff controls the narrative. Jeff is an executive producer of the show, and I've read a lot this week. We're tired of it. We're tired of these conversations. Yeah. Okay, I mean. Or over it. I even yeah. saw a post from Rick Devon saying something about it, but it was tongue in cheek. Yeah. It's like we are. I'm done. It's like they need to change that. I'm not saying that you can't have conversations at tribal. They need to be public. But this getting yeah. up because it just. If you haven't gone into tribal knowing kind of a plan, yes, mm-hmm. they can get changed to tribal. Jeff mm-hmm. is notorious for poking the bear. Yeah, and that's exactly why I love tribal. But it has gotten out of hand this year. It has gone completely out of hand. I, you know, it, it's it's always fun when it happens, like the first time. But then it happens again, and then it happens again, and we're just sitting here like, well, why are you even asking questions at that point, Jeff? People are just going to keep getting up and, and and just changing the plans and everything like that. Why even bother coming up with a plan back on camp? This this is correct, which also leads me to the whole thing where, um, and I love Denise. Don't get me wrong, but I had enough of her in that episode. Where I was like, I'm done. She was done. She was ready to vote. It was like, you know, it's like, I don't remember how her vote went, but it was like, it just, it was like, I was done. It was like, I don't think everybody else was done, but she was done. So it's like, then she kind of called the vote. Like, you know, I'm done. Let's vote. Yeah. Again, it's like. I wasn't a fan of that. I, 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 I liked it, but I didn't like it at the same time. There's a reason 
the reason I don't like it is because that can upset some people. It feels like since you've got that necklace around your neck, you're just trying to take control of it when you're not going to have that. You, you might not have that next time around. And what does Jeremy say to her? He says, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you, are you positive you want to do that? And she's like, she's done with it. I was like, so, you know, it's like when she bounces right. from this game, I'm not going to be upset. But at the not same time, good, not played a good game. The reason I did like it is because she was kind of speaking for the fans at that point. Don't Perhaps. You think? She's like, I'm tired of this. Can Maybe, we stop talking? If, if, if anybody's speaking for the fans, Jeff should have been at that time. And I understand that this was filmed a year ago. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Know? But it's like, you know, and I'm hoping that now that, you know, we're going to have a little bit of delay in production, they can really, you know, they always go back and learn things. But it's like, I think he is aware that we've had enough of this. Right. And I, I actually was really bored last night. Not with, you know, because we're in a quarantine. So I started watching some videos by Russell Hans on YouTube because he's got his own YouTube channel. I've seen a couple. And he even said it in, in, in a recap of the last episode. He's like, I'm getting tired of this, of people just getting up. He said, it, the way that you should do it is if anybody wants to talk, it should be public. So it should be like, hey, Kim, do you want to go with plan B? Something like that, I think, is yes. a better option. It's- but as annoying as it is, Tony used this fully to his advantage because who did he throw out that could be in trouble even though they, they were definitely not in trouble sarah why did he do that i don't know actually he did that because that's the if he throws out that sarah could be in trouble that forces ben to vote for kim okay because if you put it in a position where there's tied votes that could that screws everything up well i have to give sarah some you know credit for her acting because she turned around it was brilliant and was brilliant because i mean if they had that conversation and you know there's a lot of conversations that are held off camera and they don't purposely put them in there right. because they don't want us to know everything until everything gets revealed to us but uh she looked back at him and it was like you want to, i mean it's like she was like she looked nervous she looked scared was she like, looked I, stressed she looked stressed i was i was buying everything she was selling yeah <laughs> i was too she did a fantastic job with it Th- those two partners in crime are fantastic tony gets the opportunity to say sarah i'll play this for you and she says no you don't have to and then he basically did the same thing with jeremy tony gets to keep his idol but he's instilled trust in both of those two right which is very very important and because he did all of this with eight votes, five of them go to Kim, only three go to Jeremy. Kim becomes the 14th person voted out of Survivor winners at war and gives one fire token to Denise, Michelle, and Sarah. So that gets us all caught up to speed. But as we look forward to the next episode, I think I have an inkling on how it's going to go. Okay. Ben does not really trust Tony. He didn't want to show him the idol when he found it. He wanted to hide it from him. But, you know, Tony being a hawk, saw it. (laughs) Jeremy has been evading the last couple of votes, the last couple of tribals. He's just kind of skating by on thin ice. I think Tony's going to try and take Jeremy out of the game solely for the purpose of instilling trust with Ben. Again. And then he's going to vote Ben out once he's instilled that trust 
with an idol in his pocket, he's going to make him feel incredibly safe, and he's going to take Ben out of the game. Correct. Because Ben is the only person in that alliance right there that can derail Tony's game. Now that comes out of it, the biggest threat to Tony's game, not, not the biggest threat in the game, but the biggest threat to Tony's game, I think, is Ben. Is Ben. It's certainly not Nick. Certainly not Nick. No, Nick is 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 woo as far as I'm concerned. Like, uh, it, he, as far as I'm concerned, Nick's getting to the end. No doubt about it. That's possible. I mean, it's like he would he'd be somebody that you'd want to take to the end because you don't think that he'd garner votes. But real quick, I just want to get into we're also going to be we're getting really close to having that person come back from the edge and. We've read a lot of things about yeah. who that person is. <laughs> I think we. Uh, and I think we have a good feeling that it's the worst kept secret in Survivor. I think so. And if it is this person, um, I I hope that if she makes it to the end, Natalie, that she reminds the jury of the things that she did when she was at the edge that helped people play the game. She also needs to remind them, hey, I've been on the edge the longest. I was the first person voted out of this game, and I still. Found a way to get back in the game. Found a way to get back in the game, but but the way that they've set the edge up with the fire tokens, it is it allowed. Yeah. I mean, she's won a lot of those challenges, and mm-hmm. she's actually, you know, gone into play. You yeah. know, and she has made people like you know. I mean, I mean, you know, Tony did get to compete in the challenge and vote, but she still extorted him. She still got six fire tokens out of that, and that does have an impact on the game because if there's anything that Tony may need down the line, he's not going to have any fire tokens left. Correct. There's these two school of thoughts, though, because we saw that in the last time we had the edge with somebody returning that one, and it was brilliant, actually, even though yeah. Rick Devins... We, we wanted Rick Devins. Everybody but, wanted Rick Devins, but I mean, the way that that came back, you know, and the way he played that at the end, that was a powerful move in getting back into the game. So, I, But I do think that there's a faction of players, and it could be these players... That are like you weren't here, you weren't playing the game. I don't care how far you know how hard you fought to get back into the game. Yeah, you still weren't here. It, it's it's unlike any other season, like where you may have uh, first time players. These players are all smart. They're all winners. They're they're incredible at the game. Uh, that's why I think this is a season where you can be as likable as Natalie. Everybody loves Natalie. No, notice, no, nobody's got a bad thing to say about Natalie. They all talk about what a beast she is, everything that she does. Oh, she is. And she comes back and she comes back from the edge of extinction. Any other season, she wins. That's right. But maybe not. She's this not. One. She's not going to win this season, just because. Especially if Tony gets to the end. I'm sorry, I don't care who. The only player that could return from the edge and have a case against Tony is Tyson. Because Tyson will return twice, and. I, I think that that does hold a lot of weight. Oh, could you imagine coming back from the edge twice? Absolutely. No. He would be the only player, or he'd be the second player in Survivor history to come back twice. To come back twice, but he'd be the only player to come back twice and get to the end. And get to the Good, end because Ozzy was voted out. Uh, that was Sophie's season. Ozzy was voted out. He's the last person voted out before the final three. So that that's a case that Tyson could make. Now, I haven't been hearing a lot of people thinking that Tyson's going to get back in. But really for the challenge, I think Rob looks like he's cooked. He does. And it's like, you know, the funny thing in this last episode and stuff like that, when he's watching Tribal going down, I really saw him give some admiration to Tony and to Tony's game. Yeah. I mean, because they were, you know, when they did some cutaways into the jury, 
that was pretty much him. But he's like, yeah, unfortunately, he's kind of baked, and and his and Amba is a little baked as well. It's just like you know, maybe their heart wasn't a hundred percent in it. I don't know, but you know. He was not going to be a player going to the end anyhow. He had a target no. on his back from the minute he came in there. And you would think that Tony would also have that target. And it's like one person had that target. You know, one person was going after him, and that was it. To me, Tony played a, a brilliant game in the fact that he didn't play the game. He, he could have came into this game with a huge target on his back. And, and maybe some of that target was diminished a little bit by the fact that he was voted out second on Game Changers. Right. Maybe people just kind of forgot about uh, what he did on Kagayan. The fact that he came in the game so quiet, though. I mean, the, what were the first like five episodes about Tony with? And none of it was gameplay. It was about him. Look at, look at funny Tony, you know, building that, that stupid ladder and oh, almost breaking his neck. Absolutely. You know, it was, it was all that. Everybody's laughing with Tony. They, they all love him. He waited and waited and waited until the perfect time to start playing the game. And I think that that's important, too. You know, I, I hate it when, when players don't play the game. Unless that's a part of their strategy, like, I'm waiting for the perfect moment. Sometimes the problem with that is the perfect moment doesn't come. I think that's kind of been Nick this season. Mm -hmm. Nick hasn't had a perfect moment, and he's just going to continue to not play the game, and that's going to get him to the end. Correct. So he'll he'll be a part of the final three, but I don't even know if he's going to get a vote. That'd be interesting to see. Uh, but, but, But Tony has executed this. He waited and waited and waited, and the second that he could make that big move and take control of the game, he did it by voting out Sophie. He, he has strung Ben along, and he's done the same with Jeremy. He Jeremy's has. been an important vote for him. Yep. And that's why I think that he, he'll be okay with voting Jeremy out of the game, because one, Jeremy's likable. Nobody wants to take Jeremy to the end. Uh, he can get rid of Ben. Now that he knows Ben has the idol, he's going to instill some trust in him. I think there's a clear path for Tony to get to the end. So if Jeremy goes next week, does he play his 50-50? And if he does play his 50-50... The problem is, is that's not his 50-50. I, I think Jeremy, just knowing the kind of person he is, is he's going to give that to back to Michelle. Very much good. Because I was thinking, does he play it? And then does he play it and it doesn't work? That that would be interesting, though, if, if Michelle let him keep it. The problem is, though, is the agreement was that he could use it at that tribal. I, I I just Jeremy doesn't come off as that kind of guy though that would, you know, take that from Michelle and then be like, I'm not going to give it back to you. Yes, that, that's not who Jeremy is. So, uh, I I think, do we want to do some grades on some players so far in this game? Sure. Ben, we'll start off easy. Ben, I'll give him a C, and I think I told you why I would give him a C was I felt he played. Uh, F in the first couple episodes. Ooh. I thought he got a little strong in the middle. And he's back to being that F player again. So if we kind of go through that, I'm giving him a C. Really? Wow. Is it too much? I'm going to give him a D. Okay. I'm going to give him a D. Because uh, even his stretch where he was playing the game well, he wasn't playing excellent. He was just... Not sucking. I guess. <laughs> That's how I kind of analyze right. it. I mean, That's... On the curve, I, I still stick with the C. I still feel his gameplay right. has been a C. Because at the beginning, he made the mistake with Boston Rob. Immediately, just just lost sight of everything. And uh, socially, I think he kind of... He's not very good at the social game. It's, it's just a part that I don't think that he's gotten down. Uh his latest treatment to Jeremy, not a fan of. So, 
He's got no shot. Zero. Zero shot. The funny thing is, he's got no shot, and it just feels like he's the kind of player that has no shot, and you still don't want to take him to the end. Right. Um, Denise. Mm. She gets a C only because of the uh, Sandra move. But other than that, uh, I love you, but you've been a floater. Yeah, she, she gets a C- minus for me. Because I think, just looking back on it now, the Sandra move... Is a little overrated. Maybe, but it was a good it was, move. Uh, was it a good move, well, though, is, is the new it was question. A, when I say it was a good move, I'm saying it was a good move from the standpoint that it was a crazy move. It was a crazy move. It was a crazy move because she convinced her to, you know, to yeah. give up the fire token and, you know, give me one now and one later kind of thing. And yeah. there's not going to be a later. I'm not really worried about that other fire token. Would have been great if she would have, if Sandra on her way out would have given her that fire token <laughs> anyhow. But, but anyhow, I mean, hysterical. it was like, it, it, you know, from the, from the game that we watch and we love, I think it was a great move it made great television it made great survivor history okay made. taking the queen out so for that you get an a plus but everything else it has fallen since it and then this last episode with her dismissiveness i just kind of like i'm over her game yeah i can understand that especially with the good television because our reaction to it was holy smokes yep she really just did that and it was but savage it was savage but my problem is she could have she could have had a relationship with with sandra after that mm-hmm. if she decided to keep her in the game right i felt that she could have taken out someone like kim and she could have played both sides keep a jeremy like then vote you out while also developing that relationship with sandra sandra's got connections to tony and kim but Sandra, this is interesting because I've read in a couple different uh, Reddit things and uh, opinions and things like that. And I don't know this officially, but um, her gameplay was to get rid of the women because she wanted to remain the queen. <laughs> so. It's a terrible gameplay, but I got to say, I absolutely love that. That's, that's that, is some, that is some Only queen stuff right there. Only she knows her motives, nobody else. <laughs> but if it was, it was like, you know... She will go down. Even you know, if Tony wins this all, he gets crowned the king, and it's like we'll be bowing down to Tony forever. But yeah. you know, they'll be the king and queen, and at that point, season fifty, they both must come back. I Absolutely. Mean, so, and we're talking about season fifty. I know we're five years away from that, but but fifty's going to happen. It's going to be a legend season. Fifty has to happen. My so, like I said, my problem is the fact that I felt as savage of a move as it was, she could have. She could have kept her her real idol that she found herself and developed a relationship with Sandra that would have benefited her down the line. She could have taken a little bit more control. The other thing is, the first time, when Tyson got voted out, uh, Kim uses the idol on Denise. If Denise plays an idol for herself, Kim can give the idol to Tyson. They take Sophie out. That's their move. They take control. Right. It had an effect down the line that she gave the idol to Jeremy when she really didn't need to. Right. So that's that's why I give her a C minus. Her social game lately has she she's definitely been a floater. I mean she's won two immunity champ. It hasn't even mm-hmm. it hasn't even mattered. All right. To finish it up, let's do one more. Just one more. Because we'll we'll into next week. Go. We'll okay. Have a couple more grades to give out. Next couple week. more grades. Um, I mean. 
we could easily give Tony an A+, because Tony's been playing the game incredibly well. Let's, let's, let's save him. Let's save him. Give Sarah a grade. Um, B. Um, she's smart. Incredibly and she's, smart. And she's smart to know that she has to keep her alliance with Tony. At some point, she knows she's going to have to turn on him if she wants to win this game. But mm -hmm. she also recognizes that you always look for that big shield. There's no bigger shield than Tony. <laughs> it's a huge by the, shield. By the way, were you aware that Tony's first language is not English? It's Greek. It's Greek. It was like that's... And so when you hear some of that stuff, <laughs> you hear it, but it's like... That, that makes me love the man even more. It, it does. It, he, he is hysterical. I mean, I, I didn't find that out until uh, Kayla told me um, when, when he was saying moment so much it makes sense when when you just listen to him talk like it, but that's i always somebody that has a uh, another language as their first language that speaks english better than half of america does is always good you know it's, it's uh you're a great person but going back so what is your grade for sarah i'd give her b plus okay she's played an excellent social game she's created strong alliances i know sophie got blindsided but she got blindsided to by, by Tony for the sole purpose of really solidifying their relationship. And I think Tony understands, especially... What did she say after that uh, that blindside of Sophie about her getting voted out? I don't remember. She said, if I get voted out, I'm never talking to you again. Oh, this is true. And I think... No, I don't like, believe okay. that because uh, Tony is the godfather of, uh, of, of uh, Sarah's kids. I don't think that's going to happen. But... <laughs> Uh, I did not know that either. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just don't see that happening. But I think Tony, I don't think Tony's got any plans of, of slitting Sarah's throat. I feel that that's going to be a scenario where we could very well see if those two get to the final four. They may just decide, we're not voting each other out. But if we get to the end, I may decide to face you in the fire-making challenge. Right. That may be a decision that one of the two makes. Uh, so they don't have to face each other in, in the final three. Excellent. So let's make a pact that we have a next episode. Yeah. We have a next episode. We're going to have a two-hour episode to recap. So we'll have to, plenty to talk about and more grades to be handed out. Exactly. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Fire in the Form of Flint podcast. We will be back next week. We do promise you that. We know we've been out for basically about a month, but hopefully everybody has been handling this whole quarantine very well. One way to help get through that is... The wonderful game of Survivor. Survivor, absolutely. Thank you for listening.